Welcome to this week's episode of Multiplane Tales. This tale is called In His Honor. And dear listener, remember, I'm JC, and you want to submit your story, you can send it to multiplanetales at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Once you get done stretching, grab your trident for some warm-ups. You don't have much time until the introduction, right? I'm ready right now, said Jell. He stretched his arms, his legs, his wings. Jell was a bit drained from school. They had just started learning about the history of Teven Little Light and its independence. Names. There were so many names and dates he had to remember. They all just jumbled together while the teacher spoke. He knew he had to go over it on his own to understand it. When it came to book work, Jell needed to learn materials on his own time to process the information. Luckily for him, that seemed faster than most of his classmates. His mind was fried by the end of the class. It didn't help that his school bully, Gentle Breeze, had disarmed him in their sparring practice in their last class. She stood over him and accelerated the speed of her wings. The dust from her wings got in Jell's eyes and airways. He sneezed. The strength of the dusted sneeze sent him flying aimlessly. He crashed into the corner of the room with his legs over his head. She dusted him so hard! A kid laughed. The rest of the children in the class followed suit. If only he was allowed to use a trident like his older brother, his classmates would be laughing at her. Under his breath, Jell whispered a phrase. A ugly, massive, brown, hairy spider found its way up Gentle Breeze's leg. It made its way to her knee before one of the children pointed it out with a howl. Gentle Breeze flew around in a panic trying to shake it off. She spun left, upside down, in a circle, but the spider held on to her. Still screaming, she flew to the nearest source of water, a sink in the back, and threw handfuls of water at the spider. It would move fast enough to dodge the splashes. Once her leg was drenched, the spider dissipated in front of everyone's eyes. After the fear in the room quenched, the children laughed at Gentle Breeze's soaked leg. She would leave a trail wherever she went, and they found that extremely amusing. The simple illusion spell took its toll on Jell on his way to song school. The positive aspect was he could release his frustration with his trident. He did as his instructor asked. Jell did his stretches. He ran a couple laps around the room, then burst into the air at full speed. After he was warmed up, Jell summoned his trident to him. The weapon flew from his bag into his hand ready for use. It was the first spell, and only spell at this point that he could use, though he rarely got the chance to use it. He twirled the trident in between his fingers, then he took a few jabs at the air. It looks like you're ready, Prime said, the one who trained his brother in active magic. Prime was kind enough to agree to teach him too. The fairy was one with high respect. He did loads for Teven and their ongoing independence. His method of fighting was able to keep the dagger ears at bay by attacking with magical weapons. Prime landed beside Jell, his trident in hand. Watch, he said. He stood up straight. Both hands were on the trident. He held it out, so the pole was parallel to his body. He pulled it closer to his body and back out again three times. Whack me, he said. Jell hefted his trident and swung at him. Of course he did not put all his might into it, but there was some power behind it. The impact sounded muffled. Prime twitched. He took some damage, but it was less than he suspected. Prime grinned at him. Just like that. Make sure you focus your energy on the trident. Even though it's not a shield, it could take a load off. He gestured for Jell to show him. He tried it. Prime whacked him with a wooden sword. Not yet, he would say. You took the full brunt on that one. They continued until sunset. Battered, Jell packed his trident away. He was angry. 
He and Prime had been working at that spa for the better part of a few weeks. He expected he would have been further along by then, at least having mastered more than one spell. What pissed him off was he understood the magic behind the spell, and he knew the basics of a trident. But when it came down to channeling magic through it like he saw his brother did, he could not do it. He continued this routine for a month. Every day, after classes, he would go to Prime for training. Even a month later, he was still not able to master it. His stance was perfect at this point. His grip was unbreakable, but the spell did not want to work. After training that day, he went to his brother's room. The room had been kept the same since he passed in the war. He wanted his parents to leave it exactly how he left it before going to war. Jell sat down at his brother's desk and sighed. He looked at all his belongings. It had been a few years since his passing. He loved the country with everything he had. Malvo, his brother, was one of a small group of fairies that loved it when the recruiter came to pick him up for the draft. He pulled out one of his drawers and looked around. He found a small purple leather bound book. Jell recognized it immediately. It was the one their parents had bought him after he graduated from song school. Jell often saw him jotting down notes in it. Now that he was thinking about it, Malvo was able to just use some magic at his age, but his abilities skyrocketed when he started studying. In the notebook, Jell found formulas for different spells, ideas for new ones, plans to modify existing ones, and more. He never realized his brother was this much of a nerd. Whenever he would talk about him, it was always as an epic warrior who died saving his comrades from a dagger ears fireball. Jell flipped to the front. On the first page, in big letters Malvo had written, Talent is not enough. You need to study to be the best. Jell chuckled. As he closed the book, a piece of paper flew out and landed on the ground. He picked it up. It was a spell page for detect magic. He went line by line, but there were some things he did not understand. He was surprised that he got more than 50% of the spell. He took the spell with him. The following day, instead of going to Prime for training, he went to the library. He approached one of the working monks and asked him about it. The monk told Jell to follow him, and he introduced him to another monk. My name is G. I understand you are seeking knowledge. G led Jell to the table, and the two sat down. G started explaining the basics of arcane existence. They talked about the different schools of magic and what separated them. G explained to him that some spells require components, some require specific movements, while others just require to say a phrase. He told him that there are individuals that don't need to use components or anything like that, but they are limited in what they can do. The monk pulled out a piece of cloth from somewhere beneath his robe. He closed his eyes. The piece burned away. On the table, a tiny bird appeared. It moved its beak, but no sound came out. The illusion flew around Jell's head before fading away. G continued his lesson. They talked till the library closed. If you want to know more, please, come back when you can. Jell did. He was captivated by how fun learning magic could be. The following day, he returned and met with G. This time, the sole focus was on the detect magic spell. G brought out a simple notebook and handed it to Jell. He told him to use it to write down notes or any questions that he might have. He copied down the spell in a manner he thought made more sense. G looked over his shoulder the entire time. He corrected him a couple of times, each time telling him why the spell wouldn't work. It took the better part of three hours, but Jell was happy with his work. It had taken five or so pages, but he felt like he had enough to understand the spell without the spell scroll. G took the scroll from the table. Try it. Reading from his notebook, he uttered the words of the spell. He felt the magic around him bent to his words. The lines of reality were splitting, then reconnecting with one another to fit his needs. 
He looked around. He could see many faint ores of different colors around him. A couple of them were on G. His robe was a faint blue, while there was a purple color in a pouch on his side. The library was littered with magic items, and those were the items within his range. He smiled at G. Thanks for all your help. I am here to help, G responded. Jail started packing his things to go home. He handed the notebook to G. No, that is your new spellbook. Jell looked at him a little stunned. He put it in his bag before he left. On his way home, he stopped by Prime's house for a little visit. Prime welcomed him in. They talked about the last few days, and Jell showed him the spell he had just learned. Prime was happy for him. Jell told him he would stop coming to their training for a little bit to see how far he could push this new way of channeling the arcane. Prime sadly told him how he understood and wished him the best. Jell did promise that he would come by and visit every now and then. That seemed to somewhat raise Prime's spirits. Jell thanked him for helping him thus far and left. Years go by and Jell had been studying magic with the monks almost every day. He had built a new repertoire of spells in his spellbook. He kept his promise to Prime and would visit him when he had free time. With the tools he had from the library, he was able to convert his trident into an arcade focus. Jell felt right. He was back on track to being a hero like his brother. He was becoming a trident-wielding magic fairy, just like Malvo. Unlike Malvo, he was a slow learner. Even with years of training, he was only strong enough to cast first-level spells. He was dangerous in close quarters though, unlike the average wizard. The combat training did not distract from his regular school. Jell maintained high marks through his primary and secondary school. They were good enough for him to receive a scholarship to the same university his brother went to. Teven Flight Academy was the top flight school in Teven. It had been his goal since Malvo had passed. The factor that separated their curriculum from the rest is their acceptance process. Every decade, the academy opens its doors to new students. To qualify, an individual must first be a citizen of Teven. They must also need to have maintained above average marks in their educational career. Next, display an aptitude for arcane usage, weaponry, advanced flight, or a special skill. Lastly, what they're known for, the introduction rite. With every new batch of students, Teven Flight Academy releases tidy pixies that fly throughout the planes with an acceptance orb. Each candidate has five years to find a pixie. The main problem is they send out enough pixies for half the candidates. Jell had already completed everything else. He did amazing in the interview. The paper portion was a cakewalk, and his spells were enough to impress the judges. The rest of his life would depend on finding a pixie in any part of the planes. Fifteen years after graduating from secondary school, he received the letter to start his search. He now had a couple of second-level spells at his disposal. Jell left immediately. In one hand, he held his tattered spellbook. In the other hand, his trusty trident. His plan? Start in the Feywild, in the elven city of Alvina. He believes he could find a lead snooping around a few bars, or talking to some fairy friendly beings. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Multiplane Tales. If you want to share your story, you can send it to multiplanetales at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this tale, share with your friends, family, and adventuring party. And if you can, please leave a review to help this reach the entirety of the planes of existence. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter for teasers and updates. Again, thanks for listening, and return in a fortnight for the next episode. That's two weeks. Bye!